today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. And I wonder sometimes if we have a King Uzziah in our lives that keeps us from looking to the throne, fixing our eyes on Him and beholding His holiness, which causes us to humble ourselves in His sight. And He exalts those who humble themselves, but He also humbles those who exalt themselves. Is there a King Uzziah in your life? Someone who keeps you from focusing on the throne of God? In today's message, Pastor J.D. challenges you to give God the rightful place in your life and in your heart. Isaiah had a great calling placed on his life once he looked to God's throne. What might the Lord be calling you to today? Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in the book of Isaiah chapter 6 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. The success of your ministry will never be based on the numbers or popularity or followers. One has crassly referred to this as nickels and noses. And you know what's sad? This has become the gauge by which the success of a ministry is determined. Years ago, (laughs) when I would go to pastors' conferences, there was always these Ah, I was sad. I was just like the next guy, but you're always comparing yourself to the other pastor whose church is bigger. You got to know pastors are so clever when it comes to this. So we we just want to compare, you know. So how many people are you running on a Sunday? How many people am I running on a Sunday? Yeah, how many services, you know, you got? And what's your seating capacity? Translated, is your church bigger than mine? No, that's exactly what it was. Just bear with me. I, I don't want to take this too far, but I think it needs to be said. And I have to be very open when I say it. But this is perhaps amongst the most dangerous, if not the most dangerous things for a ministry, especially for a pastor. When a pastor starts getting caught up in the nickels and the noses, the number of followers. You know, as God has seen fit over the years to bless this, His church, and we've seen the numbers grow, I'll tell you, the Lord has, (laughs) well, He's taken me aside on several occasions, had a little talk with me. And it goes something like this. I'm just being very open. If it's uncomfortable, it's uncomfortable. I'm just going to be very open with you. It goes like this. Wow, your numbers are really 
getting up there. You're getting pretty popular. <laughs> yeah? You know, Lord. <laughs> right? Yeah, you're getting asked to speak at conferences, and you're getting calls, and people want you to go on their program and endorse their books and write forwards and all of these things. Yeah. And here's the problem, the enemy's right there too. And this is what that sounds like. Hey, not too bad. <laughs> I just thought of this, maybe this is the Holy Spirit. I think it was the year 2002. I was in Russia and I was teaching at the Bible college. It might have been earlier, but so we had an outreach. We were doing a church plant. We did an outreach the night before, and I mean, God just blessed it and moved mightily. And a lot of Russians came to Christ that night. And so the next morning in devotions at the Bible college, I got up and I said, you guys, Satan could not be happier than he is with what happened last night. And they thought I misspoke, like, you know, I was jet lagged, tired, you know, big time difference. And they thought I meant God couldn't be happier with what happened last night. And I said, no, you heard me right. Satan could not be happier with what happened last night. You know why? Because when what happened last night happens, we tend to think to ourselves that it has to do with ourselves. And the enemy's right there to reinforce that, like, wow, you're pretty good. Oh, our flesh is like, well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Do you notice how many more followers you have? Yeah. Hey man, those likes are getting up there and the subscribers are increasing. And oh, how about those comments? We've got to watch out for those comments. Pastor, you're, you're so amazing. Who are you? <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Are you sure you watched the same video that I just did? Because Actually, it was a Howard Hendricks. He's with the Lord now. He used to refer to it as the glorification of the worm ceremony. It's where the pastor, after the sermon, would go out in the front as people were leaving the church and say, oh, pastor, that was a wonderful message. God really spoke to me. It's the glorification of the worm. And a pastor has to be so careful. And I covet your prayers on this. And I'm serious when I say this. Because what can happen is, we can get so caught up in the numbers, and we start gauging the success of our ministry based on that. And all of a sudden now, it's not about faithfulness, it's about fruitfulness. And that actually is our last one. And interesting, and we're going to read this in a moment, when we hear those words from the Savior's mouth, it's not well done, good and fruitful servant. Well done, good and productive servant. 
Or how about this one? Well done, good and popular servant. No, the word is faithful. And this is where Isaiah in verses 11 through 13 asks the Lord, after the Lord tells him, I'm going to send you, I'm calling you, go. And nobody's going to get saved. Nobody's going to come to your church. (laughs) You're going to have a home Bible study, nobody's going to show up. It's just going to be you. You're going to go out on the street corner, and you're going to proclaim my message that I put in your mouth, and as my prophet, and the people are going to spit on you. And what's Isaiah's question in response to that? How long is this going to... No, that's what he asks. How long, Lord? And the Lord's answer? Until the end. Until the end. Isaiah, I'm calling you, go, be faithful, remain faithful until the end. And it matters not how the message I give you is received. It has nothing to do with numbers. I think we're going to be shocked when we go to heaven. And the people you would think, oh my goodness, treasures, wow! And then here's going to be this unknown, obscure, faithful servant that remained faithful to the end, to that which God called him to. Pastored a, a small community church. Never got asked to speak at any conferences. Never wrote a book. Never was even asked to write the forward in a book, let alone endorse one. Nobody knew who he was. He had five friends on Facebook, that's all. (laughs) Ten subscribers on YouTube would hardly get a view, and whenever he got views, they were his family. That was the views on YouTube. But he was faithful. He was faithful, and he remained faithful to the calling that God had on his life till the end. How? How was he? How was Isaiah? How are they able to remain faithful to the end? Well, it's right here. Because they didn't look to the reception on the part of the people to their message, upon the soil that the seed of God's Word falls on is not on us. The onus is not on us. All we're called to do, as Jesus taught in the parable, is as the farmer broadcasts the seed. Just remain faithful. Just My Word does not return void. Yes, that fell on that soil, the worldly riches, the deceitfulness, choked it out. And it was not fruitful. But that's not on you. You were faithful to broadcast the seed. That's all you have to do. Pastor, preach the Word. God's called you to that which He's called you to. Be faithful. Remain faithful in it. Yeah, but... (laughs) 
Nobody's responding. Wait, that's not what God, that's not part of the, you know my job description? It's actually, it's almost laughable. It's not even really a full sentence. It's like three words. Preach the Word. Man, how cool is that? How cool is that? That's all I got to do. Preach the Word. That's all I got to do. Yeah, but I need to grow the church. Last time I checked in the book of Acts, it's God who adds to the church daily as many as should be saved. If you could see my inbox, you don't want to see my inbox, but if you could see my inbox, you would just be astonished. I try to mark them as spam, but there's all these programs. Oh my goodness, there's so many programs. They're all geared and they're man-made programs, conferences, seminars, how to grow your church. I feel so sorry for them. I cannot imagine being under the weight of that. If that was on my shoulders, <laughs> I mean, you got to keep this thing going and growing and glowing. You got to keep the thing moving. You got to be relevant. I'm out. Strike one, because you can't go long, because they won't give you their attention more than about 15, 20 minutes. That's my introduction. 15 minutes. As one called them, sermonettes for Christianettes. Keep it fast, keep it moving, make it hip, make it cool. Strike two, I'm out there too. That ship sailed a long time ago. Of course, that presupposes that ship was ever at the dock anyway. God never called us to that. He never called us to grow the church or be hip or be cool or be relevant or be seeker-friendly. Because, see, that's the way the world does it. And is it no wonder that today one would be hard-pressed to be able to distinguish between the church and the world, instead of the church influencing and reaching the world, the world has instead influenced the church. You know, when I came to Christ, the last thing I wanted was the world. That's why I went to church. (laughs) I walk into a church, and if that church would have looked like the world I just came out of, what's the point? I can go to a nightclub you know, for that music. That's the church? And what Jesus are they inviting people to? It's not the Jesus in the Gospels. It's a very different Jesus. It's a very different Gospel. And it's no Gospel at all, as Paul would say. You know, I think to myself often, about this, I think for obvious reasons, (laughs) because God has called me to be a pastor and teacher. But I think about how that the world, especially now, with everything that's happening, 
They're yearning for, looking for, longing for the church to be the church. They're looking for someone who is faithful. Because what the world has to offer has led to what the world is today. And don't you find it interesting that everything in the world has literally fallen apart? That which man looked to, relied upon, is no more? Where are they going to turn? Well, sadly, most turn to the bottle, whether it's a pill bottle or an alcohol bottle. However, there are many who are turning to the Lord, and we're hearing about them all the time. The many testimonies of people who have come to the end of themselves that would have not otherwise come to Christ had it not been for the world falling apart. <laughs> That's what brought them to Christ. I know for me, when I came to Christ 38 plus years ago, going on 39 now, when I came to Christ, my world had fallen completely apart. I was at rock bottom. I had nowhere to go but up. <laughs> and I looked up and called upon the Lord, and I was saved, and I never looked back. But it took that to bring me to Christ. And I wonder sometimes, if we have a King Uzziah in our lives, that keeps us from looking to the throne, fixing our eyes on Him, and beholding His holiness, which causes us to humble ourselves in His sight. And He exalts those who humble themselves, but He also humbles those who exalt themselves. And when there's this confession of sin, that seraphim comes, and we are cleansed. First John 1 John 1.9, oftentimes referred to as the Christian bar of soap. <laughs> I like that. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. And then once we're cleansed, God calls us. And you know, one last thing here, and I, this is sad because there's this big chasm between the clergy and the laity. Oh my goodness, it's, when people find out that I'm a pastor, their whole countenance changes, their language changes too, but, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Reverend, don't call me that, ever call me Reverend. <laughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't. Excuse my French. Hey, listen, brother, that's not French. <laughs> what you just said is not French, just so you know. But it's because we've created this, and again, it's a man-made chasm between the clergy and the laity. Wait a minute. We're all called. We're all a holy priesthood. We all have a calling on our lives. It's sad that pastors have been put on this pedestal 
It's unfair to us, by the way. I just, I know I've shared this before. I don't want to belabor the point. Matthew 25, 21. Jesus is speaking as he teaches this parable, and he says, His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Oh, how we long to hear those words, and we will. We will. Remain faithful to the end. If the bottom has fallen out, I want to assure you on the authority of God's goodness and God's Word that you will yet see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Just wait, you'll see. I promise you, I can testify to you in my own life all those times where it just seemed like I'm not going to make it through this. God was always so faithful not only to get me through, but to do so exceedingly abundantly above and beyond anything I could have ever thought or imagined. He didn't just make it good again. He made it better than I ever imagined it could be, because that's who He is, and that's how He is. You trust the Lord. You look to the Lord. You get your eyes on the Lord. Get your eyes off of people. Get your eyes off of others. You know, sometimes just don't go on social media. Just try it. Watch what will happen. First of all, you'll sleep a lot better. Be a lot happier. <laughs> you won't be so angry. You won't need as many antacids. Just try it. Just try it. And spend that time instead with the Lord. And behold His holiness. Humble yourself in His sight. Talk to Him. Confess your sins to Him. And see what He'll do. I wonder what He wants to say to you and show to you. But He just has to get you alone to Himself. And the volume of your life has to be turned off, if but for a time, so He can. Because that's how He speaks, you know. He speaks in that still, small voice. And He's not going to compete with all the voices that are clamoring for our attention. And those voices are many, are they not? Just see what the Lord would have to say to you. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Lord, I pray for anyone who's discouraged or downcast and even given over to depression. Everything around them just looks so perilous. Lord, I pray that as only you can, by the Holy Spirit, you would enable us to refocus the attention of our lives and our eyes on you and you alone, and fix our eyes on you, and our mind stayed on you, as we're going to see in Isaiah. He will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 
You've been listening to another edition of In Spirit and Truth. Thanks for tuning in to study the Word of God. As you continue to learn from Isaiah with Pastor J.D., make sure to really think about what you're hearing and what God wants to speak to you today through Scripture. We encourage you to keep reading on your own. If you're not already part of a local church that you call home, we encourage you to find one and attend regularly to grow in relationship with God and others. And if you're in or near the Kaneohe area, come visit us. You'll find all the information you need, including service times and directions to Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on our website, calvarychapelkaneohe.com. While you're there, you can also access more of Pastor J.D.'s teachings like you heard today, including his weekly prophecy updates. In addition to that, you may be interested in the ABCs of Salvation under the Resources tab. This is a simple guide to sharing the good news of salvation in Jesus. As we continue to learn from the book of Isaiah together, we'd be honored to pray for you during this study. Would you let us know what those prayer requests might be? Just fill out the contact form under the About tab at calvarychapelkaneohe.com or come find us on social media. There's a link to our Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook pages on our website. We encourage you to follow them so you can stay up to date with all that's happening at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe and In Spirit and Truth. That's all we have time for today, but thanks for listening to In Spirit and Truth. Keeping me right with the old wind.